This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes! Welcome into the Husker 24-7 podcast. I'm Mike Schaefer, joined by Brian Christopherson. Quick podcast here on Friday. We, uh, we're we going to take a, a little time out from football talk, and we're going to devote the next 15 minutes or so exclusively to Nebraska basketball, which picked up a couple transfer portal commitments, their first ones of the cycle. And so Brian Christopherson is here today to walk us through rink mast. Bryce Williams and Nebraska's other targets. BC, where do we want to start? How do we want to start? What do we? What do you want to do here? This, the floor is yours. Let's talk about uh, the two they got. Um, wow. Yeah, it was a good, uh, good midweek for Fred Hoiberg's crew. Um, he had done an interview actually on Tuesday night. He was at a coaches versus cancer event um, for Brad Underwood at in Illinois, and he was talking about the portal and how. I can imagine this is what it's like everywhere. How like one day a coaching staff feels like we got three guys, you know, we're going to get these three guys. And then the next day you're like, I don't know if we're going to get any of those guys. I think, I think that's probably the anxiousness that surrounds the whole thing. So it's, it's really probably very comforting right now over there to have two in the boat. And I think two pretty, uh, you know, proven players that sort of fit the format of what they were doing last year. Like rink mass comes from Bradley and is a six, nine guy um, who can also stretch the floor and, and shoot the three pretty well. Um, he scored more than a thousand points and uh, had more than 650 rebounds during his career at Bradley um, was an all Missouri Valley conference player for a team that won the regular season title. I think for the first time there since uh, 95, 96, uh, they wow. got, they got knocked out in the Mo Valley tournament. So they ended up having to go to the NIT. Um, they lost but, in the championship game to Drake. It's the only Bradley game I watched all year. I was watching some Drake basketball. Yeah. How drink mass play. I don't remember him. So that, that's <laughs> probably not going to add to the discussion. Okay. Largely uh, what I knew is that Drake just destroyed him. I mean, it was like an 80 to 55 kind of game, which yeah. is sad for Bradley. <laughs> well, um, it is sad for Bradley, but it's good for Nebraska that they've got mass because um, he comes from that, you know, a program that did win at a good clip. And that's sort of what the template um, Fred Hoiberg had with his last team, you know, when he was getting – Grissel and Bandamel and, um, you know, guys who, Gary. Uh, yeah, Gary, uh, guys who had been on teams that had won. Derek Walker was like that when he came to Nebraska a few years ago with obviously what happened with him at Tennessee on being winning on winning squad. So I think there's a thought that that helps. 
and uh, he's a real affable guy. He just in, um, I enjoyed talking to him. He's a physics major uh, that's going to get his degree in a month. And um, I think there's all sorts of stories that we can explore with him when he gets here. But he can also stretch the floor as a big man and shoots decent, for, I think, 35% from three-point range. So um, I don't know if he'll, he's as good a ball handler necessarily as Walker. That's something we shouldn't take for granted, how good of a facilitator he was um at that spot and how the offense worked through him but i think he might be able to stretch the floor more um and then they got six seven bryce williams a guard uh out of charlotte his uh uh father um henry williams was one of the great players at charlotte actually and i think was all-time leading scorer there and it wasn't talked about as much with bryce williams but he, he had a knee injury that took away his whole 21, 22 season. So I think sometimes people see these lines about, well, he only started what, like 13 games at Charlotte last year. And it's kind of like, what's the deal there? It was a season where he was working back. Um, I think sort of from that injury. Um, and, but he, he had a bunch of explosive games where uh, he piled up more than 20 points, I think nine times and more than 30 points, three times. So he's a guy who can get hot in a hurry and, and really fill it up uh, shot at a high clip from three point range. And he's a, he's a big guard. He's got length at six, seven and uh, experience and is, was part of a CBI uh, championship team in which he was the MVP of that tournament. So another guy who has some winning in his background, you know, the, the interesting thing I think right now for, <laughs> Fred Hoiberg is trying to figure out, okay, we got to go into the portal. We got to get these guys, but what are you putting them with? That's already going to be here. I mean, I, they, they have to kind of learn what's going to happen with Kate Tomanaga. Um, you know, I, I think the assumption is that Rashawn Gary should be good to go for next year. Correct. Like that's, that's yeah. Jawan. Yeah. Uh, Jawan Gary. I think I said Rashawn Gary. No, that's what, yeah. Michigan uh, defensive lineman, Green Bay Packer defensive I, lineman. I knew exactly where that came from. Uh, we, that's the way it works when you do this job, you get, like, <laughs> you get like 20 names of the, that you've written yeah. about in your past that merge together sometime. But yeah, uh, Jawan, uh, I mean, the plan is that I know for him to come back and, um, and, and make a go of it. And he's a junkyard dog type guy. Um, it was a huge loss when he was gone. Um, he's a guy who's obviously going to help your rebounding presence. So yeah, the, I mean, the big one is is Casey and what he does there. And uh, it's been sort of quiet on that front, which I, you know, Oscar fan, you're kind of thinking maybe that's good news. You're hoping, um, but uh, we'll see. Um, you do got to keep piling up shooters, though. And, and yep. uh, and you know, you, you don't want to be a, a one-trick pony out there. And, and Bryce Williams is definitely a guy who uh, can fill it up and has shown that he can, he can get hot in a hurry. Yeah. What – What's on the horizon uh, with Nebraska recruiting? I know they have at least a visitor in town right now and more this weekend and more next weekend, I believe. Yeah, let's run through what we think we know. Um, Latrell Reitzel Jr. Um, is in town today or supposed to be. He deconfirmed that to us earlier this week. Uh, Omaha Central grad who had played at Cal State Fullerton uh, could definitely be you know, he could be a point guard or he could, he could, uh, help, help you in the backcourt for sure. He had a, he had a nice career at Cal state Fullerton and, um, he's down to, uh, Nebraska, Minnesota and Alabama, I believe is what he said. Um, and his father of course is a familiar name to some people of a certain age, uh, my age, 
um, around Nebraska. I used to watch his dad play at the Civic Auditorium for Creighton. Um, very good player, and uh, it's obviously in the genes. So um, he would be an interesting guy. And also, he does have a link with uh, Hunter Salas. I mean, there's that that storyline is out there. He's he's been on the record talking about how Nebraska's staff, even at one point, was talking about uh, those two together. Um, and Hunter Salas is supposed to visit uh, Nebraska um, during the spring game weekend, uh, the 19th through the 21st, uh, the Gonzaga transfer. We could talk a little bit about Salas because I think there's so many people interested in where that's going to go because yeah. he was such a big-time recruit out of Miller North, and it didn't feel like Nebraska was really that much in the fight back then. But they definitely are now, we think. And, uh, I mean, he's visiting. That tells you all you need to know. He wasn't a big, uh, you know, offensive uh, weapon at Gonzaga, but uh, for I think four and a half points per game is what he averaged. So that's a part where I think Nebraska could sell him, and you 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 could talk more on it, Mike. But about you know how they've they've worked with players that um, I think maybe you could say are similar in his frame or skill set in the past, like a Bryce McGowan's, and and had success. Uh, you know, elevating his offensive game. And obviously he got to the league. And so this is a place where I, I think Hoiberg staff could probably do a good job convincing him, Hey, in our offensive system, we can help you um, go up a few floors in your, your game on that level. And he's already got the defensive part. He's a very, he reminds me a little Bandamel in that way. He's very mm -hmm. bouncy and long, and he just feels like he would be a real problem on the perimeter for teams. And he was and the, even when I watched Gonzaga in the tournament, he was a guy who, He's just his hands. He gets his hands on the on the ball and, and creates a little havoc. Yeah, I, he definitely strikes me as kind of a defense first guy, and I think that might be part of the pitch um, from Nebraska is that they can help maybe unlock a little bit of his offense uh, and point to the development of you know not just Bryce McGowan's but also Delano Banton was a guy that when he first came yeah. to Nebraska, the the whole conversation was they're getting an NBA player. And it was hard to see at times here in Lincoln, but they they have experience of developing some of these guys. And certainly Fred Hoiberg is well-respected in the NBA. And so I, I think some of that pitch is right there. And then, of course, you don't have to, you know, with, with Sam Greisel and the success that he had, um, coming back home looks a little bit more manageable when you see stuff like that. And so I, I could see where there's a, a real appeal. Uh, for both Lorenzo Wrightso and for uh, Hunter Salas. And so I think they have the spots. I mean, we'll see kind of how that plays out. I, the thing, you know, I, I remain very interested in what's going to happen at the point guard picture because they just – it's been kind of a a situation where they've had guys play a little bit out of position where they haven't had like that mm -hmm. true floor general point guard. And I'm wondering if that's something they find or if we're in another spot where – you whether it's Jamarcus Lawrence, if they end up with Lorenzo Wright, so I mean, it, there's different routes where they could go, but uh, point guard remains kind of a thing that I'm I'm very curious what they end up doing there. Yeah, uh, very much so. And um, you know, with Sam Grissel last year, you had a guy who, you know, he'd have games where he would bust out for 17 or 18 points, but the one thing you could always count on him was he was such a stat filler. I mean, you another thing you don't want to take for granted. And it's like, how exactly do you duplicate that? Maybe you do it a different way is, is you had that six, seven point guard who could go get you like eight to 10 rebounds. You know, well, he could go post up too. Yeah. It was just back guys down into the lane. It was a really interesting 
yeah. kind of route last year watching them play with with him as their point guard. So I am very curious about that. I I uh, I find myself just fascinated because we just don't know what that overall number is. Like we can say right. there's two spots left, but they they could end up adding more. It's, it's, it feels uh, fluid, I guess, is a word that would probably best describe where they're at right now, even after mm-hmm. getting these two guys in rink masks and Bryce Williams. Yeah, I think sort of like when we began and we were talking about how a coach must feel where it's like I might have these guys on Tuesday and then on Wednesday you're like, right. I don't know. That's sort of how you are probably with uh current roster. Maybe there's some things known that isn't public yet. That's always possible. Um, I'm not saying there is. Uh, but yeah, there's two spots open right now. Um, but of course that could that could change and you could have more. Now I one thing we should bring up, I'll go through a couple of the other names that are um supposed to visit or have, have been on the calendar one of them is uh, brady dunlap who's beginning um uh a visit this weekend he's from california and um he's a top 150 player out of high school and we do kind of this happens with football too as you know we get so caught up sometimes in the portal segment now you don't want to lose touch with guys like this who you know, you could, who could, you could really develop who are really good high school players who at one point was kind of linked with Notre Dame, but um, you know, now it's wide open. There's good schools uh, that are after him. It's Nebraska, it's North Carolina, Penn state, St. John's Villanova. That's his top five. So just, I mean, (laughs) that's a, that's a player you, 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 you'd like. And the advantage Nebraska has here um, is Hoiberg was on him from the jump. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there is a relationship that, that is meaningful there. And, um, I don't know. I, I do feel like some guys believe Nebraska has got some momentum and they kind of got out of the quicksand last year with that 16 and 16 season. So I think you can kind of preach that progress a little more, uh, th- this off season. You know, what's interesting is sort of thinking about like the, we've seen a couple iterations of them going into the portal and having to pull five, six guys. It felt like they, were very intentional in who and what they took last year from a personality standpoint. Do you think that just based on, on your conversation with, with Brink Mass, do you think that's still kind of the thing? Like they're, they're trying to line up the personalities maybe a little bit better than the first few years under Fred Hoiberg. Yeah, I, I do think that's a big deal. Uh, and not that because they this, had... this past team clearly liked each other a lot. Oh, yeah, they and did. I think that made things a lot easier to handle you know, the lower points to when they had that run in February. Mm-hmm. I, I believe Fred Hoiberg, when he said um, multiple times that it was one of his favorite teams to coach, I just think they were uh, because they were so linked together. Now it, it might be tough to duplicate that every season, exactly what that group had. Like it seemed like Grissel and Walker just hit it off from the beginning. And they had that type of relationship where both were, mature enough guys to not take anything personal too, you know, like when you're out there on the floor and something goes wrong and, and you know, when to just be quiet and when to get in somebody's ear a little bit. Um, so you have to figure that out with guys, but rink mass to your question comes off as one of those guys who's just sort, sort of like older than he is. I mean, he's like 21, 22 now, but he, he played with Jason DeRusso and Lance Jeter. So, wild. um, uh, for for the pro team in the Netherlands and uh, played for a couple seasons with them. And I asked him about that. And he said that was a, a big benefit to him 
you know, sort of seeing like how these, these older guys, like, how do you do it? How do you survive for 15 years as a, a basketball player at that level? And that, that would make you grow up quick if you're 17 years old and you're around, you know, men who are 35, you know, doing that stuff. Um, not if they're around a, like me when I was 35, but other 35 year olds who are mature. Um, so I do think he's going to fit well. And, uh, you know, Bryce Williams, a basketball family, uh, was, has been in the college game four years so that you'd, you'd think that there's something there too. That's pretty stable. Yep. Absolutely. Anything else you want to toss in any other names, anything that we need to mention here as well, we finish up the Nebraska basketball extravaganza. JV McCollum from Seattle is, is uh, on the calendar for that's a potential point guard, I believe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. From 15th to the 17th. So he's one I'd keep in mind. Um, I think another big one is, uh, is John Hughley. Uh, Which the, I don't know. Is that still going to happen with, with Brink Mast? I mean, I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, you got, but the, the I don't know w- what their big situation is going to look like exactly the, I, I, I hope it's all right with blaze Kita, you know, just the, the injuries that were sort of chronic mm-hmm. last year with the ankle. So you do have to think about it from that angle. Like if, if you need to stack another big there or whatever, but yeah, that's the thing with where it is now. It's sort of an evolving, um, deal. Um, you get a commit um, like Brink Master. You get a, a if one of the other guards raises his hand over the next two to three days, you know maybe that changes the equation. And one of these names we've been talking about or that's been out there for a couple of weeks isn't. So that that could shift uh, by the day. Um, but those are the names who have been out there um, that that could be possibilities. Um, I think right now the Husker fans are just feeling a little bit more at ease that you got two in the bank now, and now it's like. Okay. All right. I can, I start to see the roster forming here and um, I, I would think it's that way for the coaches too. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, just getting, what do they say? Getting the first one's always the toughest. And so then you kind of build out from there. All right, Brian, appreciate uh, your time here on a Friday morning, getting a little basketball talk in, of course, plenty of football. There's media availability on Saturday. I believe you guys get Matt rule. Is that correct? At Rule uh, on Saturday, I believe it's going to be a pretty big scrimmage day too. Uh, so we'll, it'll be interesting uh, if much gets said. Um, but uh, yeah, so one week until the spring game, and that's of course going to have uh, it's going to have recruits uh, of matter from uh, a variety of sports, sports, obviously. No doubt about it. There'll be plenty of coverage of everything at Husker247.com this weekend. Of course, we'll have the practice. We'll have whatever basketball news comes out of uh, these official visits. There'll be some recruiting stuff as well. So be sure to check out Husker247.com. We'll be back next week. We're going to have a hype cast for the spring game, and we'll have another podcast before we get there on Friday. For Brian Christopherson, I'm Mike Shaver. We're Husker247. We'll catch you next week. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.